0: What's up everybody? Happy Friday. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. I am Will Brinson. I am your host. It is uh, another week. Hey, we've vaulted back into the uh, iTunes rankings. That's exciting. Thank you for uh, subscribing. Ever since uh, Prisco and those guys left on, ever since I came back from vacation, we've been vaulting up. So I appreciate it. Keep it up. Subscribe, rate, review. You can send me an email at willbrinson at gmail.com. I've answered many fantasy football questions already this week. Um, I doubt any of them are correct, but that's fine. Uh, if you want to email about beer, that's cool too. I'm drinking something from uh, it's a Char- heist in Charlotte. It's a new brewery. I got that at Ridgewood out in Raleigh. It's my local watering hole. And uh, I'm joined by a guy who's probably drinking water because he's still working on a Friday. He's a grinder. Sean Wagner McGuff. What's up, buddy? Is that a how's CBS? it going? How'd you get a CBS Interactive water?
1: You know, it's actually a funny story. When I um, story? initially joined CBS. Um, Obviously, I am work from home, like you are, and they sent me a CBS backpack, um, which was a cool, nice gesture, but what? I never really opened I have,
0: it. I don't have a CBS backpack. Well,
1: you got to talk to HR, man. I, I didn't ask for one, but they sent me one, and I kind of discarded it because <laughs> I didn't need a backpack at that time. And then about a year later, I was going on a trip, and I was like, oh, I'm going to use this CBS backpack, and I opened it for the first time, and inside was like a nice note, uh, like a notepad <laughs> with CVS, this water bottle, and I was like, "Man, now I feel like um, like a jerk for not like sending a thank you email about this." There was this entire like treasure chest inside of it that I never opened. Okay, it's a great water bottle though. It like seals. It's, it's, it's kind of small. It's but one it's of those
0: um, I call them uh, uh, yoga water bottles that like my wife and her friends roll around with. And like, millennia- I mean, like they're great. Like my brother has one that he, he works at. Um, not Costco. <laughs> he works at um, Citrix, and uh, and and he's got like these like cool water bottles and like cool stuff. I, so let me ask you this: What do you think about guys, not not guys, but just adults in their mid to late thirties, early forties, making the shift from uh, bag to backpack? Because I'm sort of in that transition, and I feel a little weird about it.
1: You're going to backpack. I'm going, I'm going back.
0: What? I'm going back to backpack. I haven't go I haven't worn a backpack since I wore a like a JanSport in high school. And I'm going back to backpacks. See, I actually use a messenger bag. That's what I've um, been for using, the most part. But, I'm, but it, it messes up one shoulder when you get old. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, I'm not I'm, that old. I'm not kidding. But yeah, but, am I, but like you're you're in your mid to late twenties. I'm in my mid to late thirties. I'm firmly in my mid twenties, just for the
1: record. I'm already having enough insecurities about being in my mid twenties now. So just wait,
0: wait till you're heard okay, Well how old are you What do you? I thought you were... I'm twenty five. Okay, you were I'll literally be tw- I'll be twenty six in September. You were literally mid twenties. It was it was it was my way of describing me as younger and you and you perhaps as uh, yeah, you're in your mid twenties, you're squarely in your mid twenties. I'm late thirties. And I'm telling you, if you roll the messenger backpack, it starts to mess up your shoulder where you can't like, you like you, just feel yourself drooping to one side, and you start aching a little bit there. So I'm switching to a backpack for health purposes, but I kind of feel like I look like a doofus.
1: I think, though, you go to, like, press boxes or you go to, like, training camp, and I feel like it's pretty common among media members. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that says about us as, like, a profession, but I feel like most people at camp, stuff, if you're going to be on your feet – uh, backpack makes total sense. I don't think there's backpack shaming. I don't think we should be. That's not, office. that's not what
0: I'm, I'm not worried about a press conference or a, a, a press box. I'm worried about like going to a biz meeting. Like, you know, like sometimes you do like a, you know, okay. Like let's say there's a, um,
1: I'm a stay at home blogger. So I don't hypothetically, really you, you go
0: Hypothetically, you go to have brunch with like a high profile author, right? Hypothetically. <laughs> and, um, and 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 would you rather? Are you comfortable showing up in a backpack if you've got to work after that?
1: At my, at my age, yes. Um, at my I don't I know. Age, no. Maybe there is. Maybe there is a point. Then I would want to switch. I don't know what the alternative is. I I don't like have a briefcase. Um, shoulder bag is I mean, a
0: nightmare. You don't. You can't get enough stuff in a shoulder bag either. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I do a backpack. Is when if I'm like wherever I'm going, I'm also going to go to the gym or something. I need to bring like clothes or something. Right. That's when I'm switching to a backpack. Or, but if I'm just bringing my computer and like a notebook or something, yeah, but like, like it, the, sh- the side bag,
0: I'm, I'm with that. I'm with that. Or if you're going on like a trip where you like, if you like, if, like we go to the super bowl, sometimes we go to the super bowl. If you go to the super bowl you're going to be there lugging around, not just your computer, but you might pick up some stuff along the way. It's a disaster. If you end up with the bag full of stuff, um, so I don't know. Tweet us and let us know what, what adults should do. At Sean J. Wagner on Twitter, at Will Brinson. The podcast is at Pick6Pod on Twitter. As I mentioned, if you rate and review this podcast, it's greatly appreciated. I am going to, I think I've got it open. Yes. Okay, so again, and I don't mean to like go off on a review rant here, but I, I, think, I, I think that this applies not to just this specific podcast review, um, but also reviews of anything in life. If you're going to be a reviewer, you need to be cognizant of the fact that if you write this, this show has been excellent. Even, uh, you're going to guess the review, the, the number of stars here, Sean. This show right, has been this show has been excellent, even the new format. Unfortunately, I try to skip the days with McFadden, meaning Brian McFadden. One way or another, he will try to find a way to bring his Steeler team into the conversation with boring stories. So, ouch! Wow. Right. I mean, this is clearly a Ravens fan or Bengals fan or Browns fan. Right, right. And that's okay. Like you don't you're not a you don't like like he doesn't mind McFadden, he just doesn't like the Steelers stuff. So what would that what would that rating be? 4 He gave it a 3 th- star. Why would you why, well, why would you log on to a website and rate a podcast that you say has, quote, been excellent, even the new format, which back into compliment, I'll take it, um, and then give it three stars? Like You can't say something's excellent and then give it three stars. It's not excellent. Three stars is average.
1: It's actually a little bit better than average. That's, um, that's fair. Look, look, I think, you know, I think everyone should give it higher than four stars. I'm not going to knock someone for having a, you know, measured take about this and hey maybe it'll make you step up your game now um and earn that extra star you know i think you should be using (laughs) this as a motivational tool you know what would what would bill belichick do here you know what i mean like it's on to the next one
0: do you want you i'll confess something to you and the listeners right now somebody like i'm i'm a psychopath but that's it's fine somebody left a bad somebody left a nice review and and they they hit the wrong star rating and i i i reported a concern to iTunes. well god (laughs) man i gotta gotta keep this podcast going anyway look it's gonna be uh it's daily monday through friday in your inbox by uh 6 a.m we've made it through the off season that's that's the big news is like training camp is here your bears sean wagner are here the ravens are here at least the rookies are maybe roquan smith isn't um but by the way
1: re- really quick about roquan smith sure. i just want to say get this on the record because it's not it's too dumb for me to write an article on, but this is a platform for me to officially say this and maybe get it going.
0: Sure,
1: Roquan Smith's nickname should absolutely be Rogue One because if you listen to announcers say it on TV and they say Roquan really quickly, I can't remember who tweeted it during um, the college football playoff. It sounds like Rogue One. <laughs> Throw in the fact that now suddenly he's not at training camp and everyone else is there. He is the Rogue One. And as someone who is both a Bears fan and, you know, a small fan of a movie called Rogue One, I would just like to say Rogue One should be Rogue One Smith's nickname.
0: Okay, I can get behind this, but you're going to have to do one thing to get this going. You've got to take the Rogue One. And by the way, I watched Rogue One the other day. I was actually, I, I didn't tell you this, I don't think, but I was, for those that don't know Sean, Sean really likes Rogue One. Like really. or if you just go
1: to my Twitter, you'll see it in my bio. Um,
0: I ended up watching it on like a, like two weeks ago. Just at my, It was just on at my house. I'm trying to think what else there was. So, oh, it was Wimbledon was on. It was the the day the Isner match went into a long thing. I didn't feel like switching it because I was kind of into Rogue One. I was just watching it on Netflix. It was something to have in the background, entertaining movie. But you, I can get behind this. But you've got to do a Photoshop, and there's an like you've got to do an Aaron Rodgers in the background as Vader, and then um, uh, is it Ray? Is her name? No,
1: it's 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 Jin.
0: Jen. okay, right, okay, fine, whatever. Um, but you gotta do Roquan there as Jin, and then uh what's the dude's name? Cassian? Cassian. Cassian can be Trubisky. And then wow. um I like this. I like
1: this. In but
0: if but like uh, but like if you, I'm looking at the poster right now. None of this would be hard to Photoshop because you don't have to like change very many skin tones. You just have to switch out heads. Like you could almost get Ryan Wilson to do this for
1: you. I was just going to say this sounds like a job for Ryan Wilson and not for someone who doesn't own Photoshop. Ryan Wilson like could himself.
0: do this. Ryan Wilson could do this in like 15 or 20 minutes. So make this happen. In fact, you should make this happen and then write a story about it and tweet about it. And I guarantee you, Roquan and the Bears would get behind this.
1: I'm with you, and um, since Ryan is almost definitely listening to this, we'll just tell him right now to get on it.
0: You listen to this podcast, Ryan Wilson does not, unfortunately. <laughs> Punk. Um, okay, so anyway, I mentioned this. All right, we're gonna get to football in a second. We're not. <laughs> we're not filibustering for the sake of. Oh, by the way, Sam Darnold. We have a Sam Darnold interview. He was fantastic. I forgot to mention that. Um, we're gonna talk to Sam Darnold, and after we talk to Sean about some brief NFL news, but I have to get to one more. Totally stupid and off the wall thing. Um, there, you you you're a you're a music connoisseur, but you came along after Rage Against the Machine, or right? I mean, like you like you were you were born too late for Rage to be a big thing. It was it was a thing.
1: As I started to discover like rock music, like Rage Against the Machine and like their hits was like a thing I listened to. But you're right, I wasn't like there for Rage Against the Machine. More, I actually, ah.
0: I actually saw Rage and Wu Tang in concert in '97. Wow. Well, yeah. In fact, Rage was really good. Wu Tang was not that great because it's like it's like eight MCs on the mic. Running around, the, <laughs> running around the stage. It's, just, it didn't, it didn't, it's not great in live concert. It's like a pavilion. Um, at any rate, there's this meme that popped up, and I, I couldn't stop laughing. I, I, I wasn't joking. I laughed about it for 24 hours. It's Owen Wilson. It's like two Owen Wilsons and a fuzzy bear and two Owen Wilsons, three, o, three fuzzy bears. Anyway, you can see the picture on my Twitter. But, and then it's like Zach Rocco is like, come with it now. And you're like, what, like, what is going on? So I'm going to play this right now.
1: Wow! 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 Wow!
0: Wow! 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 Who would it now? Sam, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing well.
2: Oh, I'm good. How are you?
0: Uh, I can't complain. I'm at my parents' house with a child who's awake at 9:30, but other than that. Yeah, I'm. I'm basically a first-round pick uh, heading into training camp. Same. Same difference. There you go. What? um, How? How? How thrilling has a a ride has it been for you, leading up to this whole process, seeing how things unfolded, finding such a great landing spot, and then, um, you know, being able to develop and what. I mean, personally, I think is a really good quarterback room with both Josh McCown, yourself, and of course Teddy Bridgewater there.
2: Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, that quarterback room is amazing. Um, being able to share that room with with two other dudes who, I mean, to put it straight, I mean, just know what they're doing. They've they've been through it. Um, they've been through their fair share of adversity. I mean, Josh has been on a ton of teams, um, and as you know, he's gotten started jobs. He's gotten benched um, you know, he's saved teams from bad seasons and, you know, with Teddy, just the, the injury that he had to deal with last year was something in itself. So just being able to share their experiences with me, um, that has really helped me a ton, but also just the little advice that they give me throughout practice has been amazing as well. Um, but to answer your other question about, uh, just kind of the transition, I guess, um, you know, to, to the East coast, it's, been a little bit different and yeah it has been a whirlwind you know ever since i was drafted and you know after mini camp and all that but it's been amazing um i've had great teammates to be able to share the locker room with and and all the vets and all the other players in the locker room have have treated really everyone with respect there's such mutual respect there that that i think is amazing and I think it's something that can be built on. Um, You know, I think you can definitely build a a dynasty around kind of the the vibe in the locker room right now and and the vibe with the coaches and um, everything that Coach Bowles is preaching is is amazing. And I I think that um, us, especially as a young team at heart, um, we really have a great opportunity to do some great things in the future.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, a year ago, and look, the NFL changes year to year, so I'm not trying to make any sort of you know statements blanket statements about the jets in general but people people were writing off the jets um, big time last offseason i i think that what todd Bowles did in in getting these young guys to buy in and play the way that they did and to win some of the games they did they took the patriots i mean you know the the, won the division 10, 10 out of the last 11 years or whatever it is took it took it right to them I, th- I think that goes a little bit underrated in the New York culture, just how good a coach Todd Bowles is. Have you? Have you felt the same way?
2: Yeah, hundred um, percent. I truly believe that. And I, again, I haven't. I haven't been exposed to a ton of coaches in the NFL. I think Josh would be able to answer that question more
0: sure.
2: um, thoroughly. But I think Coach Bowles is one of the best coaches um, in the game. Um, just from what I've experienced and what people have told me, um, his knowledge of the game um, is amazing and. And if when you have a defensive coach coming up to you as a quarterback and and giving you um just giving you tips here and there and and being able to coach you up as a quarterback is something that that is amazing because um defensive coaches think a little bit differently than offensive coaches, and they just have that that much more insight on what defenses are doing so um it's pretty cool to be able to hear him talk to me and talk to the other quarterbacks as well. Um, a lot of the times he's just playing around because uh, that's just kind of his personality. He's a really, um, he's a really good guy. I think he's, you know, he's a really great family man. Um, I'm talking like I've known him for two years, but you know he's just kind of that guy that gives off that vibe of just an amazing personality and a great family man. And he really, he really treats his players that way too. And but at the same time, you know, if you make a mistake, he's going to call you out, and that's kind of the the whole accountability thing that we talk about with the Jets and um i think that's really rubbing off on the team in a good way and um i think we have like i said before i think we have a lot of potential to do some great things
0: ha- have you heard the clip of him saying like somebody asked him how did how did Darnold look in in, in rookie manic mini camp yeah. and he's yeah, like oh uh, he's ready yeah. he's ready man he's ready uh what yeah. did you think about that i thought he's that was to good today yeah 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 i don't know i'm just curious what you thought about it because it, it to me it was like a to, like listen man like the kids are like what are you you're 20 i mean the, the the guys are rookie you know he's he's playing we drafted him to the top right. of the draft we're, we're pumped he's here but i'm not going to make any blanket statements about it right
2: right i mean you know, i i love first of all i love that you know kind of sarcasm or sure. whatever you want to call it but um that's my personal personality as well and a ton of my friends when that clip came out they all sent it to me and had a had a um, a good laugh with that, but I just think that's that 's who coach bulls is is you know he 's he 's just very stoic um, but at the same time he 's able to have fun with the media because at the end of the day that's that 's what everyone wants to do you know everyone wants to have fun at their job so um I know a lot of times it can be very serious, especially in this business of football um in the n f l but I think at the end of the day it's it 's really fun uh or it 's i think advantageous to a lot of people. Um, when you start having fun in the workplace, because then that rubs off, that rubs off on everyone. And then all of a sudden everyone starts having fun. and It becomes a game again.
0: You, you really seem to me, I mean, and I, mean, I don't know you very well, but I mean, you, you seem to me based on watching you in college, watching you leading up to the process of, of the draft, watching you now, I mean, talking to you now in New York, you have a very flat line mentality, and I mean that in a complimentary way. What, what is the biggest thing that you try to focus on to stay even keeled throughout all these different processes and, and throughout the ups and downs of, of playing football and dealing with the draft and dealing with the media and, and the pressures that come with being the quarterback in USC and the, and being the quarterback of the Jets? Are you saying like what's what, the what's thing that... yeah? What's like? I mean, I know that your parents, I know, I, I your parents we're heavily involved in the process so i'm sure there's one thing i mean i don't know if there's one thing in particular they told you to focus on or one thing you personally focus on internally externally whatever it is
2: right yeah i mean i've been you know i've been talking to a bunch of people a bunch of people in my support group like my friends and my family but i mean everyone i mean across the board just tells me to continue to be myself um because you know i've gotten here um i've gotten here for a reason you know i've had great family great friends to support to support me and you know, whenever I you know make a mistake on the field or if I have a bad game, they're there to pick me up. But also, if I have success, they're they're there to keep me grounded. So, um, I have a very great support system, I guess, as a whole. And um, you know, I have I have them to thank for for a lot of my success that I've had um, in college and in high school as well.
0: What is the weirdest thing you've had to? you've eaten like at a restaurant out with dinner with whoever you went with since you since you got to new york that just doesn't relate at all to california life
2: um nothing crazy i mean honestly i've just been i've been you know fortunate enough to go out to some nice dinners recently and there we just have some you know classic sushi or whatever it may be but um you know i think actually the other night I was here, I was actually in Mastro's, we had escargot, we had some snails, Really? Um, which was something that I've never had before, and wasn't sure how I liked it. I mean, I liked the taste of it, but the <laughs> texture was just something I've never had, and it was just, it was a little weird, but it was, uh, it was a cool thing to try, but I don't know if I'll ever have it again unless I'm in, you know, France or something
0: like that. <laughs> uh, what's been the biggest adjustment to New York, too, for a guy who... I mean, I, I, if I recall correctly, you've been out in Southern California most of your life, right?
2: Uh, yeah, my whole life. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, like um, that's. A, I mean, like you said, the the East Coast to West Coast thing. Not just the time zones. I mean, the lifestyle is very different. Southern California people are pretty chill, and in, in New York, people are not chill I mean, at all.
2: <laughs> I mean, people are the same way in LA that they are in New York. Sure. Um, they just have different accents, and they go about it a little bit of a different <laughs> way. Uh, but. No, it's it's kind of the same thing, but yeah, where I'm from is definitely more relaxed and I guess you could say chilled, but um, it's just, you know, being able to take some of that with me to um, to New York is something that I pride myself on. You know, it's it's a piece of me that will never, you know, I'll never change who I am just because of, you know, the location that I'm at. I'll, I'll always be myself and I'll always kind of be that, uh, I guess, like San Clemente kid that, that grew up there, and, um, you know, I'll never really change just because of you know, where I'm at, but it's definitely cool to, to meet people from Jersey and from New York because they're different. And, you know, it's really fun to embrace their personality and, um, all the stories that they're able to tell me.
0: It's like, yeah, it's like some sort of, uh, Lilo and Stitch, which you won't get cause you're too young, but it's like a, a filo, uh, the, 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 mouse goes West situation, but reverse. Uh, I, would, okay. I, I you got that? You get that?
2: Did you say Lilo and Stitch, or did, did I hear that wrong? Yeah,
0: Lilo and Stitch, right? Like the two little adventures. I know that. Yeah, I know
2: that. Card. Yeah. Okay. I grew up with
0: that. All right, right on. All right, maybe I maybe I'm younger than <laughs> I think. That's great. Um, all right, I'll get you out of here on this. You're, uh, I, I believe, you're at the Gatorade Player of the Year uh, uh, dinner, right? Can you can you yeah. talk a little yeah. bit about if you were if you could go back and give Sam Darnold advice? I guess it would be for you two or three years ago, what would be the biggest piece of advice you would hand to that to that Gatorade Player of the Year uh, who's coming up now?
2: Um, I would say for me, especially in college, um, I would say just be careful of what you eat. Um, because <laughs> for me, I mean, there was a lot of fast food in L.A. And for a lot of us, we just kind of took advantage of that. And I think, um, you know, I think looking back, I would love to just eat a little bit healthier but, you know, other than that I think I, I did things pretty good. Uh don't worry though, I'm eating I'm eating a lot healthier now and <laughs> so it's it's not as bad. But uh no, I think that would be the one thing is just taking care of my body a little bit better. But honestly in college it's so hard when you're running from class to class and then all of a sudden you got practice, you gotta grab a quick bite. So um no regrets whatsoever, but I think that would be the one thing that I would tell myself
0: all right, In-N-Out Burger, good or bad?
2: In-N-Out? Yeah. Well, it's not bad, so it must be great, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> you know us East Coast, I'm an East Coast guy. Have you, we, have you ever had it? I had it like one time in Vegas, and I didn't think, I was not floored by it. I was there with my parents. Well, that's why, you had it in
2: Vegas, you got to have it in California.
0: That makes that makes more sense. Um, yeah, dude. That's, that's a good point. All right, I'm going to let you get back to the Gatorade Player of the Year dinner. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you out there this, uh, this year, Sam. Best of luck, buddy.